What's going on, family? Welcome to Nonfiction with Jonathan Soul. I'm going to get into some news headlines that caught my eye. This is the week of October 13, 2019. All right, uh, let's see. First story, we're going to talk about security a little bit. When I think about security, I think about the family. You know, mom, dad, kids, grandma, grandpa, that kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that we got to be concerned about is food security. Most people, when they think about food security, they think, oh, man, they closed the grocery store down my neighborhood. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, my God, are you serious? All these single-family homes, apartments, you guys close a, a grocery store? But that's what happens. But I saw this article in, let's see here, what paper is this? In The Hill, actually. Now, this came out, this came out the 17th of September. So some of y'all may be hip to it, some of y'all might. But basically, the Trump administration, here's the title, Risking Food Safety, USDA Plans to Let, USDA plans to let Slaughterhouses Self-Police. So basically, the gist of the article is there's two heavy regulations that they're adjusting, they're editing. One is the speed of the conveyor belt, right? So I don't know if y'all seen an episode of uh, I Love Lucy where Lucy and uh, Ethel was on the, the candy conveyor belt and then they were eating the candy and all this kind of stuff because they couldn't keep up. So there's a certain speed that the conveyor belt goes through and has the animal parts. And then people are supposed to inspect it, right? There's a certain speed. Now, now what they're going to do is they say, hey, you can increase the speed if you want to. And then in terms of the, 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 the federal inspections that, that used to happen, now they're going to let them uh, police themselves. Uh, I'm going to go into the article a little bit. You know how they do. They try to make shit long. Let's get down. Uh, this is from The Hill. Uh, a new rule finalized today, so that was the 17th of September, would reduce the number of government food safety inspectors in port plants by 40% and remove most of the remaining inspectors from production lines. Now, it goes into it more, but let me tell you what's also interesting about the timing. If you Google like uh, pork in China right now, right? So I'm going to Google uh, China and nothing's, you know, nothing's by coincidence, especially in business. Okay. So look, just Google China pork shortage, right? So I'm going to click on CNN. China starting to eat into its emergency reserves of pork. So basically their pork farms have been hit with some kind of virus, right? They call it some kind of, uh, let me see if I can find an article real quick. Uh, China, da, 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 da. I mean, if you look at the videos, like millions of pigs are just being like shoveled into like ditches and shit. They call it, they say it's an outbreak of African swine fever. They would call it Africa, wouldn't they? But it's happening in China. And so people who have been eating pork from China and in, in, in the Philippines and different other places have been getting sick. You know, they traced it to, to the Chinese uh, stock. And so what, they, what they've been doing is they've been killing the pigs on the farms and they've been reaching back into their stash of pork because apparently they eat a ton of pork. You know what I mean? And so I just thought it was interesting that and that article came out September 12th. September 12th? September 12th, and this article about changing food regulations came out September 17th. Now, you can say I'm a conspiracy theorist if you want to. 
But I mean, you, you follow me? Because if there's a shortage, they got to import from somewhere because they're going to burn through their reserves. So I just think it's interesting, particularly when they said you can change the speed. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Equally alarming. The new rule will remove all line speed limit. This is going back to the Hill article. Uh, equally alarming. The rule will remove all line speed limits in the plants, allowing companies to speed up their lines with abandon. Uh, with fewer government inspectors in the slaughter lines, there could there would be fewer train workers watching out for customer safety. This article was written by. Let's see what the brother or sister's name is. Give people their props. Uh, Deborah looks like Berkowitz as a food safety is a safety and health program director at the National Empowerment Law Project. So I just think those things are coincidental, but be careful when you eat the pork. You know, what I mean, most of us try to swear off something ever since I, I'm not into the nation of Islam, but I, I agree with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that we should probably stay away from pork. But that bacon be calling me. I had some this morning. And sausage every now and then. All I'm trying to say is be careful out there. All right. Uh, that's all I'm trying to say. So that's that's a little bit on the uh, on the security. There's another one on the security that's not so. I don't know. It's just. And then y'all got children. I'm sure you guys are uh, extra sensitive uh, when it comes to the children's safety, uh, particularly in the schools. If you got a child and. Uh, or a nephew or niece that you're taking care of, and you're not actively going to the parent-teacher meetings and being there on the first day of school, you're really setting yourself up for some pain later. So they have this thing in schools now called resource officers. They the police. When I was in school, when I was in elementary school 100 years ago, they didn't have it. Uh, when my kids were almost out, they started putting them in. Before, it was just a guy. You know what I mean? He maybe did maintenance or something, or maybe he was a gym teacher. But now they got straight up cops in there. And so if all you have is a hammer, what? You treat everything like a nail. So what ha What used to be a school fight where kids would, you know, break it up, break it up. You know, both of you guys get detention. Like when I was in school, now they're getting arrested. So you guys heard about that little girl. Ooh, it hurts me to read it. These motherfuckers. Uh, and we, you know, in Orlando the school, they had a six-year-old. It was two of them. It was two kids. They told us an 11 and a six-year-old. But when I went back to look at the story, both of the kids were six years old. So I can't imagine the kind of monster that's a, that, 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 that would arrest a six-year-old. And the thing is funny, how come they only showed one? They only showed the black girl, right? The thing is interesting, the six-year-old, the other one, they never showed. And he actually went, he went back to school. So I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure I got a, a good idea why they didn't show that other kid. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Anyway, it, if it wasn't for the community, particularly on in Twitter and social media, making a fuss about this, that girl probably would have went to court because in the original uh, reporting, and let's see, I'm talking about the reporting that was on. Let me see. I'm looking at this uh, clickorlando.com. But it was like a, lo a local news uh, program. At the time they reported, she still had a court date. And if she didn't show up, she was going to be arrested. So the, the uproar went out, social media, people probably calling. It was all kinds of people doing investigation and so forth. What's the point? The point is, 
they trying to give our kids records early. You know, that, that young lady with the, the, the book, New Jim Crow, she talked about the school-to-prison pipeline. This is a perfect example of it. So what's the fix? The fix is homeschool, probably. But that's a, that's, that might not be an option for a lot of us. You really, 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 really got to pay attention to who your kids hang out with. I know it's a, it's a difficult conversation to have sometimes. But they're kids. They're going to make stupid decisions. And that's and, and you got to be there for your kids if, if at all possible. If they fight you, fight you, then sometimes you just have to... Trust me, you just have to deal with that sometimes. But um, they're really trying to, to, to get our kids in the system early. And you know... When you're in the criminal justice, the criminal system, you a slave. You know that. 13th Amendment, you, you know that. I didn't see the movie because I know the history. That's slavery. Slavery was abolished unless you've been duly convicted of a crime. These races have never, they, they've exchanged their humanity. In the, one, thing you, one thing you found about these particular people, and white people, Certain white people is one of the one of the uh, common behaviors that you witness when they interact with us African people is a lack of empathy. You can fuss about it and stuff, but you you just don't have history to prove your side. I got history to prove mine, and so you put these people in the schools teaching our children. You put these people with guns arresting our children. When you put a, a, a cop in a school, that's because you want to arrest people. That's because you want somebody shot. That's because you have no empathy for these children. So they know how we got to have empathy for ourselves. We got to protect ourselves. You're going to have to take time off. You're going to have to call out sick. You have to do something to make sure that you're there and you make sure that the kid, the, the parents and the Make sure that the school knows that you give a damn about your kid. Because if you don't, they're going to try to railroad them. They really are. Uh, I was looking at the article, charges dropped against six-year-old children arrested at Orlando school. This is by uh, Adrian uh, Cutway. And uh, this was on clickorlando.com, September the 23rd. You know... People is talking about, oh, Trump betrayed the Kurds, and fuck that. We got more important stuff. Climate change, that. We got more important stuff. If you're not here, the climate don't matter, and I do it. Not to mention we just came out of an ice age. Of course it's going to get warmer. But you know what I mean? That's another conversation. All right. Uh, let me get into some technology uh, news here. Let's see... Uh, talk about the school thing, training. Actually, you know what? There is one more, um, particularly for the for the men. Um, some of these stories I feel like are important in principle. Some of these are older, but I feel like because uh, I haven't heard it, heard about it very much on social media. I'm going to bring it to you. In North Carolina, in August, they were doing training, quote unquote, special forces training. Uh, let's see. This is coming from charlotteobserver.com. Unconventional warfare training being staged in 21 North Carolina counties, Army says. Okay. And this is written by uh, uh, Mark uh, Price. So long story short, um, special forces military training was happening 
with gunfire and blanks, they say in the article, uh, in 21 uh, North Carolina counties, uh, you know, beginning uh, August 30th, um, the Army is telling the people, you know, the public not to worry. For the last, I would say, five years, we've been seeing more and more urban warfare training. When I was a kid or when I was a teen or even my 20s, I just didn't know. And, of course, there was no social media. Maybe it was happening. But we just didn't know. But when, uh, what was that, Jade Held thing was happening in Texas and different other places. You know what I mean? Alex Jones, to his credit, he was bringing a lot of this stuff to light. I don't agree with the brother on everything. But, you know what I mean, or the company keeps, but a clock, even the wrong clock is what? right twice a day we have to be careful we have to know where people are we have to check in if possible know our neighbors or connect with them or at least be aware of what's going on in the neighborhood because um we don't know if these people were just running around and here's the other thing when you look at the photos they don't look necessarily like army people they look like militia people you follow me? They look like, and we know that the, the the white racist Nazi people are joining the police department and the military. So we just have to be careful, family. So if you see, you know, just kind of scan the news in your area and be aware of any kinds of trainings or, or things like that. Also, and this kind of relates back to the school, you got to stay in touch with your kids. A lot of times these schools now, they're doing... Um, uh, active shooter uh, drills where the, the kids, oh my God, oh my, you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, it's not like they send notes home. You know what I mean? They kind of almost treat it like a fire drill where they just do it. Scaring the hits, kids half to death kind of a thing. And to be perfectly frank, it kind of reminds me of that Dave Chappelle joke in his latest, which is epic, uh, was it Sticks and Stones. He's like, aren't you training the shooter? They had something like that in my kid's school. And then um, I think maybe a, a couple months later, somebody was supposedly had ran up in the student union and we, he says he had a gun. We got a gun or something like that. He ran out of the student union uh, and off campus. And I've been in that student union. There's a lot of cameras, but they got no footage. You know, a few years back, I was researching all of these actor shooter lone gunman scenarios a lot of times there were uh, police drills in that area. And you could actually find the drills in the calendar on the Internet. When that shooting happened, uh, then now I got to be careful because if you start calling out particular incidences, you know, what I mean, then they'll, they'll try to ping you as some kind of, I don't know, hater or whatever. All I'm saying is the truth will out. Protect your family. Be aware. Keep your head and your browser on swivel. All right. Okay. I was thinking about the technology, but, uh, all right, let's go to, let's go to economics. A lot of people know this stuff already. Does your job pay overtime? Cause mine doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying I'm bitching. I'm just saying mine doesn't pay overtime. The last time I had an overtime job is when I worked union and that was uh, quite a while ago. And, uh, they paid the standard rates. It was like, it was time and a half. And then, if you worked a holiday, it was like double time. And then if you worked another one, it was like double time and a half. I don't know if it was New Year's or whatever it was, some kind of thing. 
so people who uh, work with the government uh, had that option. I'm looking at this article on Vox. Let's see here. Uh, uh, 1.83 million winners and 2.8 million losers from Trump's new overtime rule. Okay, this is written by, uh, looks like Alex, Alexa uh, Fernandez uh, Campbell. Uh, let's see here. Skip to the thing. I'm trying to get to the gist just of it. New rule. Let's see. If you are an employee with a W-2 form, okay, you get paid by the hour, okay. Uh, do you mostly do repetitive labor, okay. Do you earn less than 35? Yes, okay. Does your job require a cause degree? No. Okay, uh, you a supervisor, manager? No. So basically, you got to go through this rubric to find out whether or not... Oh, my God. Here's the funky thing. My boy told me, I know Trump is just in the third, but my 401k is doing great. <laughs> it's like, if you... My African brothers and sisters, make sure you get your skills up. Make sure you get your skills up. This this whole economy thing, they say the economy is doing great, but I don't know about your area, but in my downtown area, I'm seeing a lot of stores closing. There was a Starbucks that's been there for at least 10 years, probably more, at least 10 years, closed. You don't, The last time I seen Starbucks closed, it was when they did that really big expansion uh, a few years back where li literally they was open to Starbucks's Starbucks's like across the street from each other. I literally there was one part in downtown where you could stand on a corner in front of a Starbucks and you could see two Starbucks. <laughs> I'm not even lying to you. It was one across the street directly and then it was one in the in the uh, at the end of the block. So that was a, I don't know if y'all remember that big expansion, but they, they, they cut that back. And now, uh, they closed this, 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 another, and then there's a lot of places closes. The Hooters closed, uh, some other businesses closed, incubators closed. So the economy is producing, uh, jobs, uh, depending on what field you in, in my particular field of IT. Everybody I know is working, which is a blessing. It hasn't always been that way. Um, but depending on what your skill set is, you just have to be careful. You know what I mean? You just have to be careful. It's, it's hard to tell poor people to save money. You know what I mean? If you got to work for a living, you're poor. I'm not trying to fuck up your self-esteem or nothing, but we just have to be honest. You're in a capitalistic system. The only people that's really enjoying all the benefits are the capitalists. The rest of us is the workers kind of a thing. And, and so, uh, so anyway, so basically it's overtime rule. Let's see, the Department of Labor just released a new rule that will require businesses to pay overtime wages in a much larger group of employees if they work more than 40 hours. Uh, let's see, this estimated, uh, let's see, it's going to positively infect 1.3 million people, but it's going to negatively impact uh, 2.8 million people. And that was from Vox.com. Yeah, this whole hourly piece. I mean, salary is really a hustle, too. Because once you salary, you, it's no overtime. You can forget it. 
You know what I mean? And again, I'm not complaining because, you know, I know what it's like to be without a gig. That's why I'm working. I'm trying to work, get my business off the ground. But this this whole fair pay piece, I mean, the the the, the pendulum is swinging, you know, toward the capitalists, and it'll swing back. Because I remember in the '90s, it was a workers, it was an employees market. Uh, back then, I used to be a uh, a graphic designer. Feel like another life now. I used to be a graphic designer, and I would work uh, temp. And I remember I never sat home for more than three days. I always had a gig. You know, thankfully, it was always downtown or close to the train station or whatever. Um, and it was fun. You know, I was young back then, you know what I mean, 20-something or whatever. And I enjoyed it, even though I was a little bit of a, not shy, that's not the right word. But um, I enjoyed it because I was always around new artists, always learned some new skill. Back then, the Trinity was uh, Cork Express, Photoshop, and Adobe Illustrator. That's how, <clears throat> that's how I fed my family. And... Uh, and it was a beautiful moment in time, you know what I mean? I work in different places, newspapers, different other places. I learned a lot. I saw a lot. Um, uh, so it's you feel different when the economy is good. You don't take as much shit off of people when the economy is good. But when the economy is bad, when the economy is bad, people not getting married like they used to. People not having kids like they used to. Uh, you know, I mean, people break up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of times around money, because at the end of the day, a lot of times money does boil down, marriage does boil down to economics, to be perfectly frank. It's a contract, it's a business. And if you don't think marriage is a business, God forbid, where do you get divorced? <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you know what I mean? You know, everything is about business. So, you know, we just don't see it on the front end because our eyes are all rosy with the feelings and stuff. So um, all of that, a bad economy negatively impacts the family. And so that's why it's important to start a business. All right, so uh, so I'm going to wrap up here because uh, I wanted to say something about the Kanye piece. I got to do more research on it. Only thing I read was, um, one, that Kanye was at the Howard University. I guess they had their homecoming this week, and he was doing some gospel stuff. Um, and also, I was thinking, okay, HBCU, you know, Kanye was, was pro-Trump early. And I read somewhere that the funding for the HBCUs, historically black college universities, the Trump administration took out of the Department of um, Education and brought it directly into the White House. So I'm like, oh, my God. Is that why all those HBCU presidents was up there in the White House back in the day? What a... What a what a the scary looking lady was sitting on the couch with no shoes, texting or whatever it was. I, I don't know. That's a strange move, you know what I mean? I don't know if they if if Trump if that Trump is like uh, I don't want to. All I know is, all I know is, the best thing I can say about Trump is that he's keeping us, at least for the time being, keeping us out of a lot of wars. For whatever reason, thankful he, for whatever reason, he even pulled people out of a uh, out of a uh, uh, northern, it's a northern Syria, southern Turkey. Uh, before I drift, the Kanye thing. If y'all, if some of y'all out there are still religious, pray for the brother because he need it. You know what I mean? Pray for the brother because he need it. I, just, I don't want to say nothing about no no brother, and I'm not on the internet, but goddamn. 
pray for the brother. I wish him the best. <clears throat> so let me drift. So back to Trump. I have a book in my uh, collection. It's uh, the WikiLeaks, um, the WikiLeaks uh, book that was published. I don't know how many years ago, three years ago, maybe probably three years ago. And so I'm a slow reader, and I don't think it was an audio book. So long story short, it, it, from what I remember, from since 2004, the U.S. State Department, I think John Kerry was in there back then, they were talking about uh, destabilizing uh, Syria and getting Assad out of there. For whatever reason, they don't like the brother, and they want him out. And so if you know anything about U.S. history, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll, they'll have a proxy, they'll have a puppet, that they'll fund uh, or they'll give weapons to or, or or have some media propaganda to help. You know, that's how they that's how they fucked up uh, Iran. You know, uh, once uh, most of that came in there, one of their own people rose up through the ranks, became president or whatever, prime minister, or whatever. He wanted to nationalize the oil. And so da, 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 da. so it looks like from my understanding is that the Kurds who live in the north in Syria. Remember, Syria is like at the bottom. It's like North Carolina, South Carolina. So Syria on the bottom, Turkey on the top. At that border is the Kurds area. What they're trying to do is they're trying to break off a piece of Syria and Turkey, this is my, the way I understand it, to form their own you know, state, their own country or whatever. So if America is, is funding the Kurds you know, with weapons or whatever in other countries, you basically fomenting a civil war because that's internal to Syria. That's internal to Turkey. And when any outside group provides material support to two fighters in a civil war, what you do is you prolong the war. My a little bit understanding of American history tells me that when France and England was providing material support to the North and the South, it prolonged the war. And more and more and more people died unnecessarily because of that. Now, I don't know why Trump pulled out of Turkey. All I know is from my understanding, there's a Trump Tower in Turkey. Hold on for a second. Let me, uh, I hate when I do this. When I play it back, it's, it sounds funny in me going typing on a computer. But let me see, see. Trump Tower in Turkey. Is it true, baby? Trump Tower in Istanbul. Oh, snap. All right, I'm not going to go to Wikipedia because that's a cheap way out. All right, five days ago, let's see here. This is from uh, uh, NBCnews.com. Trump's longtime business connections in Turkey. Oh, come on, paywall, goddammit. All right, is there any way to get... All right, let me pause my ad blocker. I bought Adblocker for, for a long time ago. All right, continue to cite, and I'm not going to get rid of it, damn it. All right, so uh, <clears throat> this is uh, NBCnews.com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Trump's Donald Trump's longtime business connections in Turkey go uh, back in the spotlight. Uh, let's see here. This is written by, oh, my God. There's no way I can pronounce that name. Looks like Heidi, P-R-Z-Y-B-Y. L. All right, so I just want to know where the tower is. Let me see here. It's in Istanbul, okay. All right, Sunday. 
Okay, let's see. In fact, Trump made his decision to pull the U.S. troops out of Syria shortly after a phone call he had with Erdogan, which is uh, Turkey's uh, president. I raised some alarm bells from policymakers, uh, ethics watchdogs, uh, staggering. Da, da, da. See, here's the thing that's fucked up. When when you say, oh, he shouldn't have, you know, he betrayed the Kurds, whatever. It's like, well, what's the uh, what's the answer? The answer is keep funding until they win. So now you're funding the breakup of two sovereign nations. Like who could, who could in good conscience be down with that? Now, obviously, none of their kids are going to fight. But okay, let's, so if you go to this, uh, if I can see the picture of the Trump Tower. Oh, it's pretty. <laughs> it's Istanbul uh, Trump Tower. Oh, two of them. Oh, shit. Trump Towers are seen in Sicily District in Istanbul, December 11, 2015. Now, when you talk about conflict of interest, if so, I'm not going to say the president, I'm not going to say nobody could hold them, them towers hostage. They're probably hostage. But you, you know what I mean? This is why they want the president to divest himself from the financial piece of his business because that could really cloud your judgment you know istanbul from what i understand is where a lot of people go to vacation that's like a big tour spot in that part of the world Whew, god damn god damn mm -mm -mm. now they got a tweet from ivanka trump here from uh, august the uh, april the 20th 2012 thank you prime minister erdogan for joining us yesterday to celebrate the launch of Trump Towers, Istanbul. Yeah, that's that's some conflict of interest for your ass right there. So for whatever reason, he got us. He he has us. It seemed like he's provoking a lot of a lot of possible wars. Well, on the flip side, he's pulling us out. If he can pull us out of Afghanistan, that would be beautiful. Uh, All right, uh, last one since we're talking about the. Uh, news and foreign policy and everything i know we all tired we just want to like look at some headlines and roll with it uh but there has there's an article here and y'all probably peeped it if y'all listening to this you probably are news hounds like myself you know that a lot of the experts that we have in u.s news now are former fbi or cia or pentagon or whatever so we would be foolish to think that they have an objective point of view. They still touting the perspective of the government, you know? So if all of your experts used to work for the Pentagon, would you ever have any, any point of view that's critical of the Pentagon? No, that person still has connections back there. They still getting their pension or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So we, is. All right, so so I'm looking at this article in Zero Hedge. Okay, Zero Hedge is um, a site that talks a lot about our financial stuff and everything. And I'm not saying it's gospel. I'm just saying that they have some interesting articles there. Uh, let's see here. This is written by... Uh, so it seems like every... <laughs> the thing about Zero Hedge is, I don't know if it's an inside joke or something, but it seems like all of the authors are the same guy, Tyler Dur Durgan. And isn't that the guy? I, I, I don't know. That name sounds familiar. The picture he uses is the guy from Fight Club. 
you know what I mean? But anyway, let's let's keep going. So I'm just scrolling through, and I'm looking at the pundits that they have. So John Brennan, uh, uh, you know, NBC News national security analyst. You know John Brennan, wasn't he over the CIA? Yeah, he was a former CIA director. Uh, Fran Townsend, CBS Good Morning, former Homeland Security advisor. Uh, let's see here. James Clapper. We know that he was with the, uh, wasn't he uh, NSA or something like that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Hayden, uh, General Michael Hayden, former director of the CIA and NSA, now CNN security analyst. So we're not getting any, and there's more. There's like a, a whole lot more. From the corporate news, and you notice already, we're not really getting clear, you know, perspectives. And and when they have these critical issues come up and they say something crazy, they don't get challenged. The the the, the media guy just swallows the hook, line, and sinker. I used to say this um, thing a long time ago, and only people over 40 would get it. I used to say, when it comes to the media war, the National Enquirer won. And I say, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, when I was a kid, you'd be in the line, right, the grocery line, and you would see, like, uh, this newspaper called the National Enquirer. It was like the alien baby, you know, or something, or something crazy. But then every now and then, you see something about, you know, something heavy, like Princess Die, you know, they would have, you know, <clears throat> all kinds of pictures and stories and stuff and everything. You know, it was very salacious, very, um, you know, like, uh, I guess the term now would be clickbaity, but it was before social media and the internet like that. And so it seems like now the news is, is, is very salacious, very clickbaity, but it's very clickbaity and salacious from like one perspective. And that's the corporate slash military slash, you know what I mean, government perspective. You don't have people who are experts who represent the common man, who represent the people kind of a thing. As a matter of fact, the people seem to be a non-factor. You know what I mean? So, you know, you get somebody like a like a Edward Snowden, and I'm not saying the guy's a saint or anything. I'm saying that from what I can tell, he tried to, you know, expose a wrong that wasn't being corrected, you know, internally, it kind of a thing. I just actually, I just finished reading his book, his latest book, Permanent Record. And yeah, you know what I mean? The guy definitely is a romantic, you know what I mean? There's some interesting stuff in there, but the thing that I think was the most telling is that the information that the government is gathering us is a weapon of mass destruction. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of little nuclear missiles. It's almost like it's a nuclear missile for each one of us. You know what I mean? One thing he said in the book, he said, one thing he learned about war, and he was a contractor the whole time, right? He was a contractor the whole time. No, no, actually, it's not true. There was one part, I think, where he was a government employee. I don't know, I remember. The point I'm trying to make is he said there he said his in his time working for these intelligence agencies, he said he said and he was talking about how they can they can connect into your phone and they can watch you from your phone. And he talked about um, you know, watching this guy, he had this um 
docket or this this folder here follow this guy and so they actually like remoted into his phone they look like the guy looking at his phone they say look up your nostrils and everything and he said one thing that i learned from working at the agency is that everybody watches porn <laughs> and every got everybody got pictures of their kids on their phone and when he said that i was like oh my god you know what i mean it's like oh wow so and so, you know, I mean, it was, it was, you know, trying to find some information on this guy that they could use later to, you know, because he's, he, he became a person of interest to the powers that be. So if, you know, if you, I guess if you're looking at porn, they can say, oh, you've been looking at some bad stuff. Or if they, if they, if they got pictures of your kids, they can say, okay, well, you know, we could take your children away or whatever, whatever. I mean, isn't that what happened to that, that hacker who was a part of anonymous Sabu? Y'all remember that story where uh, he was, you know, one of the big wigs in the whole anonymous piece doing a lot of ops or whatever. And then they tracked him down and then they came to his house one day and he was, um, if I remember the story, he was, he had adopted like his nieces and nephews or something. And they basically said, you know, we know who you are. We know what you've been doing. Come work for us. So we're going to take your kids away and you're going to go to jail. Like, what you going to do in a situation like that? So uh, the Edward Snowden book, I would recommend you guys get it. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good read. Uh, the first couple of chapters, it's, it's, a, it's an autobiography. So, you know, if you just hardcore want to know about the hack, about the, 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 the leaks or whatever, I would say skip the first, I think it's like the first three chapters. And then he starts to get into the, his part of his career where he talked about, you know, what he learned at different places like that. There's a critical point where he went to Asia, and I'm trying to remember, was it China or was it Japan or someplace? And he was supposed to do some kind of, uh, he ended up getting kind of volunteered into pulling a report about how China is, is hacking and monitoring us and how we can use what we know about China's monitoring of us to monitor him back or something along those lines. And then he, he just kind of had a, a small epiphany that we're doing the same thing China's doing, but we're calling it bad. And, you know, he talked about the old school of spying where you, you know, use people, you know, personal relationships and getting close to people and trying to corrupt them, different things. And then the new way, which is the signals spying where you just cop capturing people's uh, and then how those two worlds kind of meet. It's a very interesting book. You know, but just long story short, family. At the end of the day, to me, it's about family and everything else kind of flutters around that. When it comes to Africans in the diaspora, the last thing we need is leadership. We don't need leadership. You know why? Because the leaders have left us all the documents, all the information that we need. All we need is a common agenda. All we need is every household to make sure your kids grow up strong, confident, and safe. Make sure you do your damnedest to have some kind of cash flow and asset that you can leave to your kids. And, you know, maybe have a, a piece of your family. Think about going back to Africa and making Africa great again. You know, that's all, all we need is a common agenda. We don't need leaders. Leaders can be shot on the balcony by the police. Leaders can be shot 
at a in a in a in a ballroom by the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, or, or or you know, some FBI what all we need is a common agenda. And to be absolutely corny, you know what I mean, and I'm gonna quote I'm gonna mess up this uh, quote from uh, V from from V from V from Vendetta. You know what I mean? Under this mask is an idea. <laughs> And ideas are bulletproof. This is John Vassol. I love you guys. Stay safe out there. John Vassol, johnvassol.com. Uh, the other part of me talks about comic books. I um, I talk about uh, black-owned, operated, uh, little comic book businesses that people are doing. It's usually a guy or a guy and his wife and kid or something. And it's wonderful. If you want to get your kids to read, put a black comic in their hand. Whether it's black, white, or polka dot, you put a black comic in your kid's hand and they will read it. The black comics haven't been corrupted like DC and Marvel. They still just have good guys and bad guys, interesting, colorful costume designs, and good storylines where good fighting evil. They ain't, you know, the ones that I review anyway. Oh, by the way, I got a YouTube channel. Just uh, look for Jonathan Soul uh, on YouTube. And uh, I review these books. There's some books that got an agenda. They'll slip some, some you know, alternative lifestyles or something. I don't, I don't review none of that shit. All I focus on is good old fashioned comics, bang zap pile, good guy bad guy kind of thing. Some of them are, are adult in nature. Most of them are good for kids. Uh, and that's a way for you to trick your kid up into some reading. All right, all right. I love you guys. Hope your dreams come true. Johnsoul.com. You got some interesting stories that you think impacts us brothers and sisters. Hit me up on Twitter at Johnsoul. J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-C-U-L. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>